All right, everyone, it is good to be here. We're going to turn in our Bibles to the book of 1 Timothy chapter 5. I'm going to deal with the first four verses today of this passage as we are moving on. Sister, I, this is that Sister Maureen up on the hill. How are you doing, family of the Phillips up on the hill? Good to see all of you all. God bless you. <laughs> Sister Shirley hang, hanging out over there. Uh, I saw you come early. You're, you're right there. I see, I've seen you. Our Heavenly Father, we are so thankful to you today for being able to be at this time, at this place, at this time. And we pray that as we hear the word of God, that you will be with us, bless us. We thank you today that we have truth. We have the word of God and we pray that we will preach and that we will teach under the inspiration of the almighty God. We do love you. We do thank you for this tremendous opportunity to be in your presence. Have your divine way. Bless us, keep us, strengthen us, and guide us. We're giving him all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Can anyone tell me what you saw if you saw the board, what the title is? Correction, encouragement, responsibility. That's 1 Timothy 5, 1 through 4. Let me read 1 Timothy 5, 1 through 4. I'll be reading some other passages in the message, but... But what I will do, let me go ahead and just give you some other passages and my points that I will be uh, reading from. I will read Exodus chapter 22, verse 22, Mark chapter 12, verse 40. In fact, I'm going to read 38 through 40 of Mark 12. Then I'll read, I'm not sure what I wrote down here. I know I know it's Matthew, but I have one through six, and that's not right. So it's maybe Matthew 16. I'm not sure, but anyway, it'll be Matthew. So <laughs> in my writing, in, in my writing down, I didn't put the correct ver- the chapter, but I'll be reading the verses. So anyway, I'll just read it when we get there. But this is how it reads in First Timothy chapter five, verses one through four. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. Honor widows who are truly widows. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some returns to their parents. For this is pleasing in the sight of God. Correction, encouragement, responsibility. Respect was at one time a value that was taught in the household. What happened? Especially respect for the elderly was something that was just taken for granted. It was taught that you respected your elders. We have seen an, an erosion of respect from the young toward the senior And the elderly to where kids as young as four or five years old will now cuss you out. Is this surprising with the value system of the household does not include God anymore? Correction is no longer tolerated by many in society. And how surprising should we be when God, the church, the household, husband and wife is replaced, replaced by popular thinking. And what makes me feel good policies. 
with all the corrections that Timothy is commanded to put into place, the way in which he does it, the way that it is to be done, must be done with the right attitude and proper care given to the methods that are to be employed. In the first century A.D., first century A.D., we look at 1 A.D. through 100. In that first century, we have the model being given in around 62 to 64 A.D. by Paul to Timothy about the approach that he is to use when addressing not only, only the elderly and the seniors, but those that would be considered mothers, brothers, and even sisters. Timothy must remember that while the task is a hard task and requires at times direct confrontation, he must never forget his approach and how he is to respond. I think sometimes when we have to handle difficult situations that we think we can respond in any type of way, and that is not the case. Point number one, don't forget you are dealing with people. Don't forget you are dealing with people. Epipleso. Epipleso in the Greek. It means to strike. It means to strike at or to rebuke. In verse number one, Epipleso, Paul says, Timothy, you are not to strike. You are not to strike hardly, harshly or with se- severity an elder. There's a, another word in the Greek called presbyteros. It means presbyter or an elder. It deals often with the, it deals specifically with the office of an elder. But in this case, Paul uses that word presbyteros to refer to age, an older man, an older woman. When we think of that word presbyter, we think of the office. But Paul uses it here in reference to the age of a person. When I was younger, I could not say what to an adult. I had to say yes or Pardon me, could you repeat, but not what? I would get a certain look from my parents if I were to say what. And I've told you down in the country, they had to say yes, ma'am, and yes, sir. Paul says don't deal harshly or speak out abusively or in severity to an elder, even when there is correction that has to be given. Timothy's charge is to encourage each age group. We can sometimes forget what we were called to do when we have been given a mandate to act. But being given a mandate to do something does not mean you have to be disrespectful. We sometimes feel that we have to use force in a particular matter. We have to use force when it comes to a confrontation. But Paul tells Timothy, and all that I've been telling you, you still have to watch your approach. Why? Because of their age respect. As I said, I couldn't just answer any type of way when I was younger. And dare I do something wrong to an elder. By the time I got home, word had already traveled through the phone lines 
that Pastor Small's child has done something wrong. And when I entered the front door, I knew that someone had already snitched on me. They told something that I had done. But I see, I knew that I really didn't get in trouble when it came to older people. That's not where my trouble came. Why are y'all waiting like I'm going to tell you something else? I'm not going to tell you where my trouble came from. So leave it right there. <laughs> See, we used to go around the street, around the corner, where you're going to get in trouble. You ain't going to get in trouble right in front of your house, but lo and behold, there was somebody watching. I could get in trouble, and someone just happened to say, Aren't you Reverend Small, son? No, yes, you are. You look just like him. (laughs) Timothy has to consider the role that he's been given when it comes to dealing with old people. Paul says, I want you, Timothy, to treat an elder person just as you would a father or a mother. Now, that is important to note. Why? Because there is a certain type of respect that just comes from being a parent that one has to remember a parent gets respect. Paul's words to to Timothy are one where he is called to model a set of responses and that his motivation should be driven by connections of spiritual relationships based on physical relationships within a family. He must remember spiritually that he has to respond in a certain way, but it is based on the physical relationship that he has with the family and those individuals. Paul stated in verse number 2 of Timothy 5, in each group that he mentions, Paul must never forget In telling Timothy, or I should say, Timothy must never forget what Paul says, that it has to be love. It's the love connection that has to be the motivating factor. Do you not know that you can say some things to a person that I told you sometimes another person can't say? They can say it because they have a different relationship. It may be in the fact of love. You know, when I was growing up, it was always trouble. When a preacher would come to preach, he had a suit on. And he would take his jacket off after being up there for 45 minutes. You know, oh no, we have another hour to go. He just took off his jacket. But I won't do that to you. (laughs) There has to be the motivating factor of love when one responds. And Paul is telling Timothy, you have a hard task before you, but you make sure That behind what you do is driven by love. There's correction, Timothy, that's needed. But that correction has to be done in a way that is through encouragement. When Paul mentions that word presbyteros for the males and presbyteros, it's a different, just a one-letter difference in the Greek when he mentions that word presbyteros for the woman it deals still with that which would be a mother-type figure, an elder. So when we're speaking of age here, there is a deference that's given to individuals because of their age. When I consider people that have gray hair, there was automatically an assumption that that person deserved respect just because of the color of their hair. The fact that it was gray. Oftentimes, wisdom was associated and still is with that of gray 
Although my grandmother Daisy could not read, she had some wisdom. There are certain things that she just knew. It would do some young people a world of good just to listen. You see, there's a natural tug that happens with young people in the home as they begin to separate from their parents to one day live on their own. But it has to be done in respect. It's a fallacy to think that it has to be done with disrespect. I'm going to tell you something. One can cut their life short by disrespecting their parents, not only when they're kids, but even as they get older. In Timothy 5.3, while Paul addresses that first matter of not rebuking one harshly, and then he includes the father, the mother, the brothers, the sisters. In verses 1 and 2, Paul is addressing Timothy specifically, but when you get to verse 3, Paul includes actually the body of Christ. He extends the appeal not only to Timothy, but is saying to the church when it comes to the matter of widows, there is a qualification, which brings me to point number two. Not going to be before you long. Family responsibility. Family responsibility. As I said, while Paul mentions to Timothy directly, that matter now extends to the church. Some of you may not realize that within the church there is a role to play when it comes to judging certain matters. When it comes to how decisions are at times made, while God has placed a pastor as the head, there is a role the body plays that the body plays. Sometimes they oh let the pastor make all the decisions. No. There are certain things where it comes to yes. When it comes to the direction of the church, the focus, the, the, the ministry in regards to what God has given as a vision. But when it comes to what type of toilet paper to buy, please go decide that yourself. <laughs> when it comes to certain things, what certain things are going to be, you can do that. Paul says when it came to the ministry of food, he said, choose seven men of you that are godly. And place him in charge. As we look at Acts, you remember that time when it became a problem in the church. Paul shared that responsibility. He said, there's certain things that the pastor has to do. It doesn't mean he doesn't help in other areas, but there are certain decisions he doesn't have to make. But the problem that often happens in the church is when individuals want to usurp the role of the leader and say that I can make that decision. And you run into a problem as Korah did in the Old Testament. You never see Timothy trying to usurp Paul's role, but he has taken the role that Paul is given as a leader and has taken the advice that Paul is given. And he's not saying once he gets that advice, oh, away with you, old man. I don't need you anymore. He doesn't do that. But what he does, he takes to heart what he says and the encouragement that he receives from Paul as he ushers in this role. This is going to be a most difficult situation when it comes to widows because one of the things that was happening is that there was no particular criteria evidently set regarding widows. And we're going to be doing, dealing with that more in, this, in the chapter as we go on over the next few weeks. In Exodus chapter 22, verse 22, this is what it says. You shall not mistreat any widow or fatherless child. Why, why is that important? Even in the Old Testament, as I said, there were provisions given for widows. 
widows were vulnerable. You got to be very careful when it comes to vulnerable groups because God pays special attention to these groups. There was a provision that was placed in the law that, in fact, there were certain things that were set aside for widows. If the husband passed away, it would then fall to the child or the children, based on whatever the inheritance was, to take care of the mother. It does not mean that at times the parent does not go into a nursing facility. That's not what it's saying. But at times it means that a parent who is in need needs to be taken care of first by their children. Verse number of Mark chapter 12. Let's go to uh, Mark 12, verses 38 through 40. And this is what it says. Mark 12, 38 through 40. Give you just a moment to read it. That sun is just hitting itself behind the clouds. And it's like I'm going to have to put my little jacket back on. <laughs> I was going to go get it. I started thinking, what if it get hot again? Well, I'll just take it back off again. <laughs> Sister Essie, are you warm over there in that car? <laughs> <laughs> Turn some heat on for me over here, please. <laughs> Mark chapter 12, verses 30 to 40. This is what it says. And in his teaching, he said, beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like and they like greetings in the marketplaces. Verse 39. And have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor at feasts. Verse 40, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers, they will receive the greater condemnation. What is happening here? The very people that were supposed to be doing that which was right was causing chaos. The very ones that you should be able to look to to do that which was right were committing crimes. And Mark outlines it in his chapter It goes even back to the book of Exodus and other parts of the Old Testament. And the leaders, the very ones that were supposed to be taking care of the widows and make sure they were taken care of, they were swindling them out of their houses, taking advantage of them, and then were acting as if they were okay by making these long prayers, standing on the street corners. The word says they're going to receive the greater condemnation. Why? Because they have abused their roles. The book of Matthew, that I didn't remember the chapter. I'll give that to you later when I go back and find what I was supposed to have typed in here. Then Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? That word, presbyteros. That's now referring to the elders, the role. For they do not wash their hands when they eat. Lord, have mercy. Not only are we washing our hands today, you got, you got jail wherever you go, you're, you're, you're wiping. Now remember this, back in the day, they thought, boy, it's a crime to not do it. He answered them, and why do you, this is what Christ says to them, why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God commanded, honor your father and your mother. And whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. Do you not know there was a death penalty when children didn't obey their parents? Now, now understand this. The penalty for not obeying your parents. Now, this get this. It didn't mean that there was a conflict. It meant that there was such rebellion, there was an unwillingness to adhere to the correction, 
that the only thing that was left was stony. Help us, Lord. Some of y'all better be glad you didn't live in the Old Testament. I know I am. I would have been out here a long time ago. You know what? The first time they thought about picking up a rock. Let me tell you this. I was at school. Pat probably remembers this. There was a lady named Miss Barity, my teacher. She would take you in. Miss Barity, Miss Richardson. They would take you into the closet or room and get a ruler. Miss Barity was notorious about this. And you were acting like me and me, me and Bub Beecher, we, we, I think we got quite a few of those licks. But, but we were going to that closet and you all acting like you tough when you get in there and you get in that closet and go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Away from everybody because you knew what was coming. They would use a ruler and tell you to put out your hand. They would spank you back in those days. And there weren't no, listen, weren't no lawsuits. Okay, weren't any lawsuits. <laughs> there was correction. And tell you, tell you what, my parents gave them permission to get me. Now that's bad when your parents tell them you got permission. If he gets out of line, I remember my mom came to one of my conferences and told Miss Richardson, if he gets out of line, get him. <laughs> Lord, mom, don't tell, don't tell her that. Don't put those, those thoughts into her mind. But believe me, she remembered. One time I was so out of control, she hit me and, 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 and it, and it dawned on me. My mom said she had permission to do that. <laughs> that was the only time she had to do it. It says, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if anyone tells his father or his mother, what you would have gained from me is given to God, he need not honor his father. So for the sake of your tradition, you have made void the word of God. So what was happening? The religious leader said that if there was any, any gift that you have dedicated to the Lord, that would normally be something that would be used for your parents. In other words, they were saying that children didn't have the responsibility to take care of their parents if they had devoted that gift to the church. And they were excusing and they were doing things that were outside of God's will. And the Lord says, you're talking about washing of hands. And Jesus says, why do you, by your traditions, dishonor the word of God? We've got to be so very careful that we don't get it mixed up. Honor widows who are truly widows, he says in Timothy. But if a widow has children or grandchildren... He says, let them first learn how to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing to the Lord. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. As we have mentioned in previous messages, Paul is saying, and what the Old Testament is saying, is that the honor of parents is not only when a child is under the age of 18. I used to think that, that when it spoke about the honoring of parents, that it meant that as long as I was in their household, or when it came to the matter of me reach, reaching the age of majority or 18. No, Paul is saying, no, it extends beyond that, that your days may be longer. Honor your father and your mother. It extends even into adulthood, because why? When Jesus addressed the religious leaders, it was two adults that he's speaking to. Why do you dishonor the word of God by saying that people don't have to honor their mother and the father? It wasn't just children. We must ever be so mindful 
that everyone's motivations are not pure. And because of the abuses that had already been taking place in the church in Ephesus, Paul lays out criteria of who should be included as a widow and the responsibility of the children and grandchildren. There are some children who are trying to get out of the responsibility of helping their parents. Even today, let me encourage you, if you have a parent that's still living, please note this. Whatever may be in in that relationship where you may be struggling, get it right. Because when they're gone, you will never have the opportunity to get it right. You only have a very short window, oftentimes with your parents. I am amazed at how quickly the childhood from birth to 18 occurs. It happens just like that. may not seem like it in the moment, but when it's all said and done, you will say, I wish I had done this differently. Do it now. What, what, what does it cost a person to say, you know, I could have done that differently. I told you I had to sometimes apologize to my kids, and I didn't want to because they were kids. Here, I'm a dog, i got to apologize. Something I did wrong, end up spanking the wrong child for something that the other one did. And thank God that you can go back and correct some things. Even my mom had to apologize to me before. And you know what? It was like, wow. That says something when a parent can do that to a child. But please understand, children are not on the same level with their parents. I deal with some kids today to where they think they can talk to their parents any type of way. Not so. The Bible says be careful. Be careful. Why? Because your days are tied into how you treat your parents. We know that roles change and things happen in relationships. We know that the role changes between the children and their parents. But one must be careful. When there is a widow, when a parent loses a spouse, and specifically in Paul's case in telling Timothy, it was often the husband had passed, and now there's the wife. One of the things that was so vitally important is that because there was no criteria, there were abuses taking place within those that were widows. And we're going to be looking at some of those things next time. And Paul says, Timothy, just because a person is a widow, don't put them on the roll to be supported by the church. Let the family members take responsibility and show appreciation for what they have received from their own parents. As I bring this to a conclusion, Paul says very specifically, when children take care of their parents, God is pleased. Now note this. It goes back to the first promise that your days may be long upon the earth. That your days may be long upon the earth. That your days may be extended upon the earth simply from obedience. The church has a great responsibility and a great opportunity to help those that are in need. And yet, not only to provide at times physical support, but spiritual. Spiritual, the spiritual needs of the church. Families are important to the body of Christ and to God. When Paul deals with this matter of widows, we're going to see the age that he gives. We're going to briefly take a look at some of the abuses that some of the leaders in the church were actually doing to widows. Some of the problems that resulted. And then what Paul does, if you, what Paul tells does in telling Timothy, says, Timothy, you're going to have to deal with this. Be careful how you respond. But also, Timothy, watch your sexuality because Paul 
tells Timothy, in regards to your role, you have to be careful with the younger ones. He says, why? He says, Timothy, you have to remember that you must be pure in integrity. And one of the things that Paul is saying is that you have to deal with all age groups as if they're your family members because your role will be leading by example. Paul said that there were some leaders in the church that he has to correct. That he says, you know what, Timothy? Set them as an example. If you've done wrong, clean it up. Timothy, set the example in your speech, your conduct, and impurity. And where there needs to be correction, do it. When you're dealing with widows, Timothy, don't put everyone on the list. When you're dealing with brothers and sisters, Timothy, be careful how you respond. When you're dealing with the elderly, be careful. So you have to correct, you have to encourage, and the family and the church has to take personal responsibility. May God bless his word today. Amen. I don't know if this sermon is going to be a part two with the same title. It's a possibility. It depends on what the Lord gives me as we go on. (laughs) But correction, encouragement, responsibility. In this place today, Lord, we are so grateful to you for allowing us to gather and to hear the word. Now, there are certain things that have to be done. Your word is so alive and so active that it brings conviction to the lives of people. And so today we are in your presence and I'm praying that Lord our lives may be extended upon this earth by how we treat others, what we do, what we say, the language, the respect, how we Conduct ourselves. The church must set the example for the world to see. And there is a mandate for the church to be faithful and to respond in a way that is pleasing to the Lord God Almighty. Our ultimate desire and goal, Lord, has to be first to please Christ, to please the King of glory. When we please you, Lord, we recognize that you are the one that set things in order, even When people may not like it, if you are pleased, you are the one that can bring about the changes that needs to take place. We pray today as we delve further into the role of widows and roles of the leaders and roles where Timothy has to correct, that we will be mindful that this is not something that just had to happen in the past, but how we are to live by, how we are to conduct ourselves, how the church is to honor God. Our first responsibility is to honor the King of glory, to be faithful to that which brings honor and glory to your name. We love you today and we thank you. Now as we prepare to leave and prepare to get items and do various things, may the word, may it just be hidden within the heart of our lives so that people can see what the Lord is doing. We pray today That there will be integrity in the heart, integrity in the lives. And as Paul has been laying out the role for Timothy, that we have a role to follow in the word of God, just as Timothy. We love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you this day.